Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for making Berhantu your choice of anything horror. And I'm very excited to share with you this episode uh because this episode is about a a profession that I have very high regards for, right? It is about <laughs> a lady who is a police woman. Um I think I think the home team, right? It doesn't matter lah whether you are um a police officer or you are a um you are in civil defense um i think for us for us in the army you know we are always training and training and training and training and training and then cukup time kita jadi usher dekat YOG you know training 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 cukup time kita buat benda-benda bodoh but i think for for the police um officers and for the firefighters they deal with um crisis and tragedy on a daily basis you see and um it is very commendable all right it really makes like like when when they say you know serve the country like they really serve the country like literally serve the country you know um and this lady that came forward with me uh we actually um i mean we are second cousins right and she decided to just share with me a couple of stories that happened to her she doesn't believe in hantu uh per se i think she believes in evil spirits and all lah but jika aku tak tak macam i cannot imagine that that i out of all people would be you know would be able to see whatever that i saw you know when i was on doing patrolling one day so just to give context uh my second cousin ni uh let's just call her anna kan So Anna is uh, a police officer since 2011. Eh? No, 2009. Yes, 2009. The incident happened in 2011, alright? So this happened in 2011, 2 years well when she was um in in service lah, you know. And she said that that night she was going on patrol. So she lives in Bedok. So there was attached to one of Bedok punya NPC lah Aku lupa which one was it But she said that One of the places that she was supposed to patrol With her partner that night Was at Bedok North Avenue 4 uh, Around block 90 lebih lah I think it was 98 or 99 Something like that You know So she said that If you guys go there To Bedok North um, Avenue 4 There is a playground there Okay And she said that One fine night, she said, I was doing patrolling with my my colleague, and we were in the car. Right, so while we were in the car, kita masuk kapak. So when we entered the kapak, you know, we had to make a turn, and when we make a turn, that's when you will see the um playground. All right, she said that as he was driving, suddenly he stopped. So my the one who's doing the patrol is a male colleague, lah. You know, so I said, eh, hey, why you stop? Then his his eyes just was just looking straight ahead. So then he he just whispered to her. He said like, "Can I pa?" That means like, "Can you see it?" And she's like, "See what?" So he like gestured with his head lah, like in front. So in front was the, um, in front was the um, what do you call that? Um, the playground. All right, and. Then she saw it lah, so she said that the it's as clear as day, you know, because you know Singapore is very bright, right, at night. Even though it is like a a playground at night with the lights switched off, the lights from the from the surrounding blocks are bright enough. I saw a woman in white sitting on one of the bench at the playground. 
So I asked her, how does she look like? She said, I cannot see the face. I don't even know whether she was facing me or she was the back was facing us. Because the hair was long and it was white. And she said that these are the things that we read about and we see in movies, you know, and books. But I have never, macam aku tak, aku tak percaya yang aku nampak, you know. So she said, okay. So when she when they both saw that thing sitting on the bench, they said, okay, let's just go out from the car park. Alright? So they went out. So they, they drove out. But then this guy was like, I cannot. I need to see it again. I want to make sure that it's really that. And then she's like, so she said, I was feeling a bit scared, but I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. We should say, say it again. So they made U-turn. Not, not U-turn. Lah. So they went out of the car park. And then they went back in again to the same car park. So they made uh, another. They made a drive around the estate and they came back to that car park. When they went to the car park, they said, benda itu dah tak ada. That thing is not there anymore. That white lady or that white figure sitting on the bench is not there anymore. Then after that, he looked at her and she said, and, and he said like, but you saw it also, right? And she's like, yeah, I saw it also. So it cannot be a hallucination. It cannot be something that both of us um, have, have imagined. You know, it's it flesh and 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 bones. You know, like in front of us. So never mind, never mind. It's okay. So after that, they went out. On the way out, she said, "On the way out, this is what happened." Okay, a white cloth flew across the car, the petrol car, and my friend had to jam brake the car because he said it was almost as if someone hit the car. So the kai putih, which I'm just terbang across. So the mengigil tau. So now, now she's mengigil, now, now she's shivering and, and, and she's scared. And then even the friend is like, okay, shit, whatever. So they kept quiet. They kept quiet, they composed themselves. They drove back. When they drove back all the way to the uh, NPC, they told everyone what happened, lah, you know. And this girl, this 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 cousin, this Anna of mine, she's like, I cannot think straight. Like the moment I went into the thing, aku tak kisah, aku pompan ke lelaki ke, you go and follow me to the, to the, to the changing room. Apparently, so she's the only female um, police woman. Uh, she's the only police officer there, lah. A female police officer. The rest are all boys. But she said, "I don't care whether you are boy or girl. You are coming with me to the changing room." She said, "You better stand there and wait for me until until I finish changing." And she said that that was one of the incidents that she said I will never forget because, like, who would have expected? Like on the night patrol, you see Kaka sitting at the bench at the playground in Bedok North Avenue Four. <laughs> okay. So that was the first incident. So I said, and any other incident? She said, yes. And I, this, uh, this other incident was a bit more intense because I almost got charged. So I said, why? She said, oh, because in the in the midst of trying to find a solution, my baton fell off and my handcuff fell off. And that is a chargeable offense, lah, you know? So you have to... It is, it is, it is an accountable... It's an accounted um, weapon or belonging. So if you hilang, you'll be charged in court, lah, you know? For negligence and all that. She so I said, what happened? So, okay. So, this one happened in Bedok Reservoir. Okay. So, Bedok Reservoir, there is uh, this row of condo in Bedok Reservoir. I'm thinking you know what I'm talking about, right? So, this row of condo will overlook the um, blocks. All right. Now, one of the blocks at Baba Tu are the coffee shop. So, I think you know what I'm talking about. It's that particular stretch of road in Bedok Reservoir by the, obviously by the reservoir. And then there's like, um, four or five different condos around there, and then opposite one of the condos is where the living area is, lah. You know the the normal HDB. Now, she said this all happened in a matter of two weeks. So dalam dua minggu tu, the check up, the 
the NPC, the neighborhood police uh, post, the MPP, keep on getting phone calls from people in the condo. So, from different people, okay? So, the condo, okay, let's say the condo is tingkat 15, uh, level 15, right? So, when you go out of, when you look out from the condo, you can see directly the HGB blocks, right? So, the condo is slightly taller than the HGB block. So, basically, basically, you can see what's on top lah. And on top is where the water, they, they, they put the water tank, right? On top of the HGB block, okay? When when she was working, she didn't get a phone call. But she said that on the day that she was working, they received another phone call. And you know what these phone calls would always say? It's always the same thing. So regardless of who calls, okay, but it's always a member of public from the condo, they will call the police post and say, can you please come down to this block? There is a boy on top of the HDB. So they're like, boy how can you access it because remember the access is from the door on the okay, for example like your hgb is 12 story like so the 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 level 12 is where you go up the ladder you open the the, the door and then you go up into the water tank area right but that gate is always locked correct only the town council or the uh, Bangladeshi workers have have that right when they are doing their rounds So they're like, who is that boy? So whenever they go and answer to these calls, alright, from the uh, member of public, they don't see anything. Don't tak nampak budak, lelaki. But apparently, this 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 sighting is very famous in that two weeks. So it's almost like, macam for example, uh, they get. So I so I I asked her how many phone calls did you get? So she said, I we got about maybe four or five different phone calls from four to five different people. Okay. And these four, five different people all say the same thing. Kita nampak budak lelaki di serius tak kaka. We see a boy standing on top of the HGB, but because it's a young boy, that's why they call the police because they thought that maybe it's like a kidnap or maybe a boy was lost finding parents. She said if it was a normal man, they wouldn't care. Probably they were like okay like it's just a worker, you know. But this is like a young boy. So nak jadikan cerita, she was working on that day, and after that. She got a phone call And then she said You know what We have to Figure it out Okay Figure it out Okay Because if not The phone calls will keep on Continue to go So they always tell These people Okay never mind I will get the town council To open to our support, But they never call it So on that day itself, They're like Okay you know what I think one of the supervisors said Let's just go and check out What is on top there So they went There were I think About three or four of them In the car They went To that specific block Opposite um This condo And they went up to the top floor. So when they went up to the top floor, they were shocked because it's locked. So who is the boy who went up? So like immediately when they got the phone call, yang orang cakap ada lelaki, ada budak lelaki kat atas, orang quickly went 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 over, you know. So that, okay. So the mysterious thing is number one, who's the boy, and number two, even even if it's a real boy, how can the real boy have access to that gate or that that door that's locked from below, you know? So she said she was so scared. So they all went up. So they all called town council. They called town council and town council in about maybe about twenty minutes. A Bangladeshi guy came, opened the gate, uh, to 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 the to the opening uh, to the door opening, and then they went up. So all these policemen and police and and and, and my cousin Anna ni, naik atas ah and check and they comb the whole area, but there's nothing there. There's no one there. So they like, how ah? How do we assure the member of the public that there's nothing there? Because we keep getting these phone calls. 
And that was when she said that I think I was so shaken And I was so scared And afraid for myself That aku macam menggelabar Aku turun bawah Aku terturun And then It was only when she was in the car She realised that Eh shit Where is my handcuff And where is my baton So it seems as if Something have Is playing tricks on them Macam like Trying to like Ask them to come back Or like Macam I don't know lah Maybe it may be just coincidence lah But she said In my many years Of being a policewoman The baton has never Like Readily left My My waist You know Or like the the, the belt Let alone my handcuffs So how come suddenly Aku Boleh tak rasa benda tu Kat, kat tepi aku Right She said how come suddenly I cannot feel uh, like I, I don't notice That there's no baton And there's no handcuff So she said Hey guys So shit I think I Left something there So they went to check Check you know So they went to check And they went to open up The thing again And discover the whole place They couldn't find it The second time They discovered it Then they found They found the baton And the um, what it, And the handcuff Like right at one side And she's like Siapa yang ambil saya So she was very freaked out So she said This was one of the incidents That I said to, I told myself like Wow this is really like A challenge for me To be a policewoman Um, and that was an unforgettable thing because that was the time that aku kena charge. I mean, I nearly got charged lah. But luckily, when I went back, um, I could find my baton and my and my handcuff lah. But the boy is nowhere to be found, and until today they don't know. So I said, "Does the phone call happen?" She said, "Once in a while, I get we get phone calls. Once in a while, we will get phone call. Check out, eh, can you please come? There's a boy on top of the HGB." Tapi tak ada orang So I said uh, These the only two things That actually ex- That we've experienced That supernatural She's like yeah So I just thought that I wanted to share with you lah You know About what what's happening In my job And all that But she did say lah that She said that It's a very challenging um Job because You guys remember There was this um There was this Incident I think it was last year About A mother who committed suicide With uh, Her kid Yeah so The one who Responded The, the 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 first the first people to respond to that was my cousin ah you know, and she said that I don't know I I because I'm a, I'm a mother so like when I when I saw that like the brains and the head ready like all over the place for the mother, and then the baby is just like twisted and all that so she said I actually cried and I couldn't do my job, so she said I went out my car I went over and I saw what I saw so I could just turn like not turn out of Repulsion or, or or whatever, but just turn because she's like it's a baby, and then she just she actually went to the side of the car, and she said I started bawling my eyes out. And then after that, one of my colleagues is like, "Kita tak apa, biar biar aku handle kau 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 relax." He said, "I'm so sorry. I really wish I can help, but I really cannot because I have a baby at home. You know, so you really have to give respect lah to to these um individuals who just carry out their job on a daily basis and all that, um." Yeah, so if you all want to hear more stories about the police um, and what they got, you should listen to one of my other earlier ep- episodes about how this policeman went to this person's house and then this person sent something to the uh, to him to the point where he felt like he wanted to um pull the trigger on himself in in alone in the in the in the dressing room, and then when they went for um. A phone call like they, like they got a phone call And then when they went to the house There's no one there And after that That thing followed him home Then the the his daughter Was the one who saw Something like just Flying around In front of his door So That is a very interesting story You might want to check it out 
But um, yeah, so this is just the two short stories that I want to share with you about my cousin, Anna, a policewoman who is still working as a policewoman till this day. And itulah cerita dia. Cerita nampak-nampak Cik Kak dekat Bedok North punya playground. And um, that mysterious boy. <sighs> Alright guys, it's a pretty short episode so it's easy listening. But thank you so much for listening and more episodes coming soon in the future. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Good night. <laughs>